I'm Shane Hewitt. It is time for us to dig in to the shows. Uh, Steve Stepping, what the hell should we watch this weekend? What is happening, Steve? And not too much. How are you doing, Shane? Uh, made plans to come to your community in May. If oh. COVID is, if COVID is, oh, um, well, if it's a COVID free world that we're allowed yeah. to do that, then, uh, hey, we're, then not yeah. in, we're not in Texas, so we're fine. Yeah. No, we're <laughs> fine to do anything we want in Texas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, okay. Uh, here we are with what the hell should we watch this weekend before we get started into the, uh, the, uh, the pre planned segments? Mm-hmm. I have been so sucked into the show Power oh, on yeah, Prime yeah, yeah. and Stars. It's the 50 Cent show, and mm-hmm. it is mind-blowingly amazing and never backs off. Foot on the throttle, and I just wanted to put that out there. And I'm also very upset with my buddy Daryl, who turned me on to it. He, told, he warned me. He said, six seasons, man. Six seasons, <laughs> and once you start, you're not going to stop, and it's going to take forever and it's like I have spent more nights awake way too late watching that stupid show because it's awesome. Yeah, and I believe that they're they got a spin-off as well. They have Power Book Two, Ghost, which is a spin-off as well that was released uh Don't tell me that. Yeah, I think it was September of last year, maybe the year before. Yeah. Don't tell me these things. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, there, there's more, but I mean, uh, if you're in can like in Canada, the, the, the show wasn't heavily um, advertised or, or 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 pushed really. Um, but in the states, it's huge. Like it's it's a huge huh. hit in the states because uh, stars, I think, is just like more uh, more f- like upfront and everything. It's kind of like HBO and 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 yeah. uh, Showtime and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, looks like Power Book 2 is more about Tariq, which is the, the son in the family. <laughs> Interesting. All right, cool. Let's get back to the uh, the uh, pre-planned portion of the program. And this movie that seems like everybody is excited about new releases on What the Hell Should We Watch This Weekend coming to America. Hello, I am Hakim Jaffer, King of Zamunda. You are the heir to the throne. Presenting King Akeem's son from America. And my mom's. And his mom's. Children, this is your brother. Hey, Quang. I'm sorry I slept with your man. This happened before we even met. It's not like you're the first man I've ever been with. I haven't did, what did you just say about the other man? <laughs> Tell us about it. Sorry, I got some bad timing with my coffee. Tell us about it. Yeah. Uh, well, I actually just finished watching it because it's on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, basically, this is a long-awaited uh, sequel. Uh, they've been uh, Eddie Murphy and, and company have been planning this one for a while, but it brings uh, Eddie back to uh, Prince Hakim. The uh, the uh, the character. I mean, this John Landis movie was one of my favorites. Like, it's part of that pantheon of uh, of West. Uh, of, sorry, uh, Eddie Murphy films that I absolutely loved. Uh, so they're all back playing multiple characters once again. Uh, but it is a bit of diminishing returns. You do feel the age uh, that it just, I mean, it's been too long. Um, but I did laugh a bunch in this one, but I did cringe a lot at some of the jokes in this one. Uh, but I mean, it's colorful, it's fun, uh, and you'll probably forget it in about two weeks. 
Aww. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's got its charms. It's Eddie. Okay. And it's Arsenio Eddie. Hall, who like we haven't seen in a long time, so that was pretty cool as well. Um. Yeah. It's not the wrong movie, but. I think it's the wrong movie. I want the knife, please. Yeah, wrong movie, but still, I'll never oh, forget. Oh yeah, Golden Child. Yeah. That's Golden, Golden Child. Child. See, they make a yeah. follow up to Golden Child. I, 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 I want the knife, please. <laughs> it's the best movie clip ever. Oh well, Raya and the Last Dragon. Let's catch you up. My name is Raya. Our lands have been at war for as long as we can remember. Our people never see eye to eye. My daughter, I believe our people can come together again. But someone has to take the first step. Now, in order to restore peace, we must find the last dragon. I wish to join this fellowship of butt kickery. Let's go. Raya, not Raya, Steve. Yeah. I just saw the promo on TV for this, so I should know better. Tell us about this cute little cartoon with big hats. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, a big, vibrant film from Disney. Uh, it's like the same people behind Moana. Uh, so this is their big push. It was supposed to come out in November in theaters, of course. That uh, that didn't happen. Now it's getting dropped right onto Disney+. And I loved this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Kelly Marie Tran from uh, Star Wars Last Jedi uh, is the voice of Raya. And, uh, I mean, Aquafina is in this one. Uh, Daniel Day Kim, uh, there's a really great Asian cast behind this one. And this was like one of those movies where I'm watching it. I'm like, I feel robbed of the theater experience because this movie would play so brilliantly well in theaters. The, the fight scenes in this movie are so beautifully done and flow so amazingly that, yeah, you really miss that big immersive, uh, experience. Do you think it would be notable for some of these movies that we've missed that have come out? Do you think they would bring them back into movie theaters just for this for for this particular point that you're making, even though that they've already run their course a little bit? Uh, I think a movie like Raya should, um, and Disney does have that kind of totalitarian hold on some of the uh, some of the the. Uh, distributors and the, uh, the theaters and everything. So it's entirely possible that, that this gets a second life in theaters once we're able to regularly attend. So I, I would love it for it to happen. Maybe it's just wishful thinking and fingers crossed on my, on my side here. All right, I just want to clarify our last discussion that Steve Stebbing does say that he really misses the fact that he couldn't go to the theater and watch Coming to America. Just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would have been out in November as well, too. So, All right. <laughs> I don't even know how to say the title of this one. I got the last one wrong. So how about just the next movie and hit the clip? The U.S. government is holding upwards of 700 prisoners in Guantanamo. Since when did we start locking people up without a trial in this country? That's a lot of case files. The prosecution won't show us the evidence they have against you. It's all redacted. You got a problem? Take it up with the government. All my time here, I've been told you are guilty. Not for something that I have done, but because of suspicions and associations. I am innocent. He has been interrogated. He has been held against his will for six years without a single charge being laid against him. All right, tell us about the Mauritanian. There we go. 
That's the one. Uh, yeah, this is Thanks, uh, based Matt. on a book. <laughs> this is based on a book by uh, Muhammadu Old uh, Old Salahi, uh, who was uh, arrested without charge and thrown in Guantanamo Bay for six years without being charged with anything. And uh, I mean, this is a, a hot button one right now because it just won the Best Supporting Actress uh, Golden Globe for Jodie Foster. Uh, who is quite good in this one, but I, I, I honestly uh, I think it's the, the lead star, uh, Rahim, I think his name is Rahim Tahir, uh, who was in a movie uh, about 10, 11 years ago called A Prophet, which is an incredible film. But, I mean, he is the draw to this one. I, I don't know why <laughs> Jodie Foster is getting all the uh, acclaim right now because, uh, I don't know, She's I, I've kind of seen this performance before. Um, as good as an actress as she is, it just her role seems a little dry in this whole thing. Um, the only problem with this movie is it sometimes uh, with going back and forth into its story and everything, it it drags a bit here and there, and you do notice it. But as far as um, like a real life thriller goes, and just to see uh, America, um, like the government rearing back on this revenge, this bloodthirsty revenge they had after nine 11 and, and grabbing all these innocent people and stuff and torturing them in Guantanamo Bay. Uh, it's a very interesting tale. Steve stepping.ca for his website. What the hell should we watch this weekend? Our next new release land. You know, one might wonder how someone like you came to be in this place. I'm not running from anyone. I'm not hiding. I'm here because I choose to be. If it's all right, I will teach you how to trap and the fall to hunt. And then you won't see me anymore. Can we agree that you not bring any news of life elsewhere? What if aliens land here? All right, tell us about land. Yeah, this comes from uh, Robin Wright, uh, who an actress in so much stuff like uh, House of Cards, Princess Bride, just a lot of stuff. Uh, she makes her directorial debut here, uh, uh, playing the lead in a story about a woman that basically uh, buys a plot of land in the mountains, moves into the in, in just in the middle of nowhere to kind of live out her life, and I, I guess uh, die away from society. And uh, I, I really had an issue with the first act of this movie because I really didn't like the character. Uh, and it really didn't start going for me until the second act. Uh, by the time the third act comes around, you get the reveal of why she is like she is. I kind of felt like a jerk for not liking her character. Uh, but as far as a character-driven story goes, this one is uh, quite well done. An interesting uh, debut for, for Robin Wright, who has obviously learned from all the great directors that she's worked for. Switching to Blu-ray with Steve Stebbing because it's apparently still a thing, especially if you play video games like Ryan does. Um, and you've got the fancy consoles, the ones with the cool lights on them. That's what matters. Uh, let's check into Blu-ray, and the movie is Scare Me. What's your idea? Scare me. What? You scare me, I'll scare you. I can be scary. Cue convenient thunder and lightning. Wow. Get up and scare me, mother. Brandon Moonlight. Whatever it is, it's close. It's a werewolf! Ah! Excuse me. Ah! Pizza! I'm, uh, pizza guy! Glad to see you guys aren't killing each other out here, because it would be the perfect night to do it, you know? All right. 
our quota of scary. Yeah, exactly. We have to hit one, right? And uh, this one's a, a little bit of a hybrid because it's got it's a bit of a dark comedy to it. But basically, it comes from the mind of a former college humor guy, J- uh, Josh Rubin, who is such a, a brilliantly funny writer who crafts this story about uh, a writer heading up to a cabin uh, with a friend. And uh, the two decide to get into a a one-upsmanship of scary stories that start to take a sinister and very real twist as the film goes on. Uh, And it's just such an interesting blend uh, of comedy and horror and, and kind of, uh, taking advantage of the tropes of both of those genres in new ways. It's honestly one of the most uh, interesting and original uh, horror films that I've seen in a while. Uh, and it's not just on Blu-ray now. It's also been streaming on Shudder for the last month or two months or so. So you, there's multiple places where you can check that one out. All right, Steve Stemming, what the hell should we watch this weekend? Zappa. The Parents Music Resource Center wants a labeling system. Frank became the go-to person because nobody else in the record industry showed up. We live in a country where we're supposed to be free. We supposedly have democracy here. What do we do? Sit around and go, hmm. He was on a mission and he was going to accomplish that mission no matter what. I am in the process to see if it's possible for me to run for president in the United States. It's time for a revolution. Well, uh, music meets politics meets I, even entrepreneurship, I suppose. Yeah. Tell us about Zappa. And, and anti-censorship and protecting other other artists' uh, musical integrity that wasn't even his own stuff. I mean... Frank Zappa was just like such a, a massive dichotomy of a human being. Uh, each part of it, absolutely brilliant. Uh, and honestly, as an artist, a, a guy that kind of I, I never really got into until probably the last 10 years or so. Like, I feel like I needed to have like the more refined palette to like get into it. But I mean, this movie opened my eyes to everything that he did outside of music. Uh, everything he did almost because he was bored of, of, the path that he'd already laid behind him that he wanted to do constantly do something different. Uh, he's an eclectic artist that was definitely one of a kind. And it's interesting that uh, Bill and Ted's uh, Alex Winter is the, the documentary filmmaker that put this whole thing together and had just like massive archives of never before seen stuff in Zappa's basement that he was pulling from. So it's a really in- intricate uh, film. Steve Stepping Dossier is his blog. You can find the stuffs there. Stephen, thank you very much for taking the time and being with us here on The Shift, my friend. Thank you, Shane. Until next week.